0: Gold pants, stripes, if you ain't got a clue. Rose tension, shade, still see all blue. Welcome to a very special episode of How We Bounce Back. Tonight's guest is celebrating a very big birthday. She's my longtime friend. We went to rival high schools together. But like Christian, we're all friends now. She has her master's in real estate finance at Georgetown University. She's a project manager at Lock 7 Development. She resides in Northern Virginia, but her moving resume runs deep. She's lived in both Miami and New York City. She's a (laughs) low-key member of OVO but got Bad Bunny on her speed dial. She's a future owner of the Washington football team. She's our great friend, <laughs> Gabby <laughs> Garcia. Happy Hi. 30th birthday, Gabby. Thank you. <laughs> Describe your feelings on the big
1: 3-0. Um, it's crazy. The other day I was running and I felt a tweak on my, in my knee and I was like, I'm definitely 30. <laughs> getting and- old, getting out on this. <laughs> <laughs> My body isn't how it was when I was 21, Um, but yeah, it feels good. I actually think uh, being 30 is like one of the things I look forward to a lot. I feel like some people are like, oh my God, 30, but I'm like really excited. So thank you. So Gabby, we all know 2020
0: has been a bittersweet year for you and all of us. You know, you're a new auntie. Congratulations. You got your master's in May. Congratulations. And now you're thirty. What are some of the things you want to accomplish in your thirties?
1: Um, there's like so many things. I think one of them is to be the best auntie. Um, I have like a, the privilege, pretty much, of being um, able to work to work remotely and not in office. So I'm able to watch my niece, um, which I'm really happy about because I get to see her and watch her grow um the second thing is um just like be I'm already very involved with my family I try like not to miss an event because yeah that's pretty much like has been my my driver for all of my life decisions have been like for family um and and my close friends obviously so I guess like you know in the next year of now that I'm 30, um, I don't know. It's like, um, it's kind of like I'm pretty much like settling. I've did I've done all my moving in my 20s, and now I really want to just like focus on family, close friends, and um, again, like being in the job that I do, which is being a a project manager and um, at a developer in DC. Um, I I I want to build buildings I want to be able to be a part of affordable housing projects in DC um you know with elements of sustainability um because I think that's where the the world is heading um so I so like in terms of work um and like goals that's what I want to do is give back to my community
0: yeah
1: I think that's one thing we're all trying to
0: figure out you know like now we're moving into our 30s like we we found ourselves we helped ourselves and you know we want to show other people how to find themselves and help you know help other people push forth for other people that are underprivileged there and and even even anyone like you know we we want to make sure this is part of a world that we reach out to each other to make sure these people have opportunities right because people might not know like about you know a certain, you know, housing listing or a certain, you know, um, you know, opportunity of where they want to live. It's sometimes they're in silos because that's what they only know. Right. And that's part of, uh, you know, the outreach, the, you know, making sure it gets to the right ears. So I feel like you'll be at the forefront of that. DC is definitely a very developing area where like people evolve and, you know, there has a lot of, um, you know, uh, gifted talents that yep. are, you know, ready for the world. And so you, you're one of them and you're going to really, uh, bring up those people in, within the next decade. So that, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I think, yeah.
1: um, uh, rest in peace RBG. Um, I think one of her quotes is really touching and it's, um, if you're not a professional, um, this is not a direct quote, but she, in one of her quotes, she basically says, if you're, you're not a professional until you help people that are less fortunate um Absolutely. than you um and i wrote my thesis on um afford- a senior affordable housing project in Capitol heights maryland and it's pretty eye opening when you start looking at demographics in just a small area and this is like happening all over the world um in in our country in the united states so um yeah i think giving back is something really important something that um, I personally need to work on and that's that's something that I'm always going to be working on right mm, yeah. um, the more you learn the more you grow and vice versa we all
0: we all do and I feel like you know as we get older the true people are in life are looking for self-satisfaction all throughout their life like you know from you know when you're trying to figure out what you want to do when you're young and then you know in high school and in college and you graduate and then there's these called this life crossroads right and then you know, you're in your 30s, people are still looking for self-satisfaction. You really get true self-satisfaction when you help other people. Okay. Glad that's come to the forefront for you. Yes. Uh, let's pivot into another subject, travel. You know, you've know, you traveled all over with your family. I think more than anyone I know, more, more than my Filipino family. I, y'all are on it. You know, Shout out to Mr. and Mrs. Garcia for being the pioneers there you know I when I looked at your and when I was scrolling down your Instagram I saw Germany, Peru, Argentina, Uruguay, Mexico City, I said Russia who goes to Russia like that's crazy you know that what a resume of traveling I want to ask you can you tell us a funny story out of any of those trips?
1: Oh my god there's like so many been funny in the moment like Um, we went, we went to Iceland, Teresa left her phone on the bus that we were taking and it took off. And before we knew it, while we were like looking through our bags to find it, my dad was gone. Like, I've never seen this man sprint so fast to go catch. (laughs) Um, and so, I mean, I, yeah, those are like some funny things. And, um, I don't, I mean, there's like always like little things that, you pick up from every trip. Um, but yeah, I feel like those moments really make, you know, the best memories.
0: Yeah. Sometimes the emergency moments are like the most high end. Yeah. With the, with the cell phone situation. I hear you on that. You know, it's a, it's a spontaneous thing that make you remember, you know, those moments, you know, Gabby, I mentioned you lived in Miami, New York city, and now you're back in DC. I do want to ask, because we're all foodies here, which city got the best food? And then a follow-up question. Of that city, name your top
1: three favorite food spots. Okay. So I think out of Miami, New York, and D.C., I would have to choose New York. Um, New York has a very, like, large spectrum of foods, um, different types of cuisines. And they're all like so good, but I did, however, run. Well, I lived in Manhattan, um, and so I m- maybe should have went to a different borough to, like, Queens, maybe to look for um, this particular type of cuisine. But Miami's Peruvian um, cuisine is like untouchable. Um, Ooh, yeah. Um, Miami's Peruvian cuisine is like top favorite. That is what and Cuban. Um, that is what I look forward to when I go to Miami. It's like Cuban and Peruvian. Um, in New York, though, I have endless amounts of restaurants. And one of them is Spicy Village. It's, uh, it's, it's in Chinatown. Uh, paper plates, cash only. So good. So delicious. BYOB. You, we would bring our bottle of Henny and just <laughs> drink it. So much. Um another one is Wafong, which is kind of across the street where um Kristen used to live um delicious pork belly like all for the low um what else And then I guess like trying I don't know. There's just like endless amounts of food in New York. I feel like you're about
0: eat. to go with 30 restaurants now.
1: <laughs> but the other one is, which I tweeted about on like the second to last day before I left was um, Han Dynasty, Szechuan. Their dandan Dan noodles are, I have, yeah, I've been on the search. I usually order dandan Dan noodles whenever I see them on the menu. I still cannot find dandan Dan noodles as good as Han Dynasty. It is like making my mouth water because it's delicious. Um, So yeah, those are like top three. But again, it's like, it's a moving timeline because everything is just so good. Mm
0: -hmm. And I want to give a shout out to
1: Kristen Lowe because when I, Kristen Lowe and Bonnie, um, Anahad, because when I left um, New York, they did like a going away, um, like dinner, lunch thing for me. And they literally had my favorite dish of every restaurant ready for me to eat and i can i'm still so grateful about that and i just love that day is my favorite day
0: <laughs> oh my gosh all comfort food all n- none of it like like bougie you know you're talking about paper plates in restaurants like this is just families that are really dedicated to their craft you know especially new york city with yeah. those restaurants and small businesses god I mean, bless them yeah, I definitely
1: have my Gucci spots, but
0: oh no, we don't, we don't we don't even go there. <laughs> we mean you me and you the same and your boy Evan too. Yeah. I know how you be when you get out I here can, in LA. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh you y'all, no booing and whatnot, mama shelter. I know how it is. <laughs> yeah. Cool, cool. All right, Gabby, before we get into the serious, uh, deeper questions, let's play a game of answer the question. Or show me a dance. Oh. So, I'm going to... <laughs> so I'm going to ask you four challenging questions. No right or wrong answer. If you decide to answer the question, we move on to the next question. You you're all good. But you've decided to pass on the question, you are obligated to go ahead and dance for your birthday, you know, and go ahead and hit that stanky leg right quick. So that's the <laughs> rules of the game. <laughs> Okay. If Instagram disappeared forever, who of your friends would be sick to their stomach?
1: Evan. Evan Mungo.
0: (laughs) Easy to answer.
1: (laughs) Easy. Would he be scratching irritable and everything? (laughs) You'd be like, who do I send these pics to? (laughs) I mean this man travels just for Instagram. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah, me. I, I know him and I can be the same way, Evan, so not not. I was literally gonna say, yeah. you're runner up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I could be runner up, so I could be like you, Evan. I'll, uh, we're on the same boat here. <laughs> Question number two. Rank these people in order of your most favorite. Your mom, your dad, your niece, Melissa.
1: I don't even know what dance move to do right now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, i uh, definitely not ranking them, uh, but Melissa, my niece, is my queen, um, but Hey, hey. go
0: Gabby, <laughs> it's your birthday. <laughs>
1: I can't really twerk on camera, so. All
0: right, yeah, yeah, we gotta definitely keep it PG, hear that, hear that. Question number three. If you could date any of your best friends, who would it be?
1: Um, um, mm. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm like debating about saying this. Um, I mean, no one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there is oh, all of my wow. best friends. All of my best guy friends are like my brothers.
0: Technically you answered a question. So I, that was a loophole
1: in, in, in the rule. So you did answer You are exempt from the dance. Good for okay. you. Yeah, there's like no, there's like my brothers. I kept thinking.
0: Question number four. If you won two tickets to the most dream vacation, which two out of the three friends would you leave behind? Evan, Camellia, or your mom?
1: Who's getting left behind?
0: Two friends that you need to leave behind. Cause you want two tickets. So you're going to take yourself and someone else.
1: Oh, you gotta leave Evan two of them behind. Evan and Camilla will understand. They would get left behind and I'll take my mother. Woo! <laughs> this is
0: Garcia! Just making sure, Gabby, had to check you in right there. Yes. All right, Gabby, let's dive deeper into the human connection. The first question I want to ask describe a time when you failed miserably. What did that teach you?
1: Um, okay, so this is like, this was like a very sore subject for a while. I want to mention two times that kind of relate because they're both academic. But the first time was um, in high school, I was always like over eating, I guess you would be like, uh, I guess you would say. And so I took, I took, um, HL classes um, as many as I could, um, knowing very well that maybe I shouldn't have taken the math HL, and I took it anyways, and I scored very low on my IB paper, and which allowed me to not get the IB diploma. It, I ended up getting an IB certificate, and it was like a really big deal in my household, um, and I felt like I very much failed even though I had gotten into William & Mary, um, I was summa cum laude, I still felt like I had failed miserably and it was going to affect my entire future. Um, now that I'm 30 today, um, I it, it didn't really <laughs> affect me. me. Um, and the second time is um, I, have used my my brother has been like my blueprint for all of my life. Um or basically he's been my role model, the person that I follow because everything that he's done, he's been successful at. Um so to me growing up, it's like if my brother my my brother played soccer, I'm gonna play soccer. My brother went to William and Mary, I applied and I got into William and Mary. My brother went to business school at William and Mary. So I'm going to go to business school. Um, That was like my, that was like a, I was pretty much gutted when I got rejected from business school. Um, Part of it was because I went into college thinking I didn't need to study for exams. So off the bat, I did not do all my first exam and which counted towards my, towards the um, one of the criteria to get into business school. And so I didn't get in and I felt like, okay, well, if I don't get into business school, there goes my plan A and I don't have a plan B. Um, so calling my parents, um, at that time was really hard because they obviously didn't, they were like, well, what are you going to do if it's not business? And I said, I don't know. Um, so I did some deep reflection, um, and I, took a step back and I had to change what I thought was going to be an an easy journey to post-grad. I had to switch it up. I had no plan. I had, I thought I was going to get into business school like easy and I did not. Um, so the way I bounced back was, um, I thought about other interests. Um, I want to help the greater community. Um, I like, business, the closest thing to business that wasn't into business school was ethics, um, how the market works, um, and international relations, which is like diplomacy. Um, so I, I picked those two uh, majors, and I stuck with them. And mm-hmm. I graduated with that. Um, I ended up not really working in any of those fields. Um, <laughs> and said, I'm in real estate. But I think real estate, plays a big impact on communities um I know so I'm very happy that I'm I'm in the place that I am now even if it's not even if I didn't get into business school Mm
0: -hmm. well I I want to unpack two things based on what you said there siblings right you know brotherhood sisterhood you know like we Gabby you and I we we both have brothers and so that is one of the most underrated but the most powerful things that, we, that could help shape our lives, right? You know, our parents are here for us when we grow up to see us, you know, grow up, go to college, get married, see their grandkids. You don't understand how these siblings are going to see additional stages in our life, right? They're going to be with us all throughout the end to see that close connection with Mario and how much he inspired you and like he's wa- running Boston marathon. He's, you know, he's so confident with what, what he does with, with William and Mary and being a business c- consultant, you know, he's, you know, he's the, he's literally like the brother that is a hero that you want to look up to. And that's so amazing that you want to uh, follow that framework, those, those steps. But, you know, along that path, there were certain milestones that you wanted to hit in, in with the IB program and at William and Mary that you didn't hit, you adjusted. So that, that's the second thing I wanted to touch on is adjusting, you know, that's no one's going to go through life thinking it's going to be that perfect path and feel like they're going to, you know, go through it unscathed, you know, no, no issues at all. Like if you, if you're doing that, then please share the blueprint with us, because I don't even know who who could do that unless there was like some insane financial wealth that would help them carve that path. But for a majority of the world population, that's gonna not gonna happen for all of us, right? But adjusting okay. is in the biggest intangible trait that a human can hold in this life, you know, just to you know take on every single obstacle, take on. Uh, you know every single setback like you had two setbacks you you missed two milestones you know you your your parents had these expectations you didn't meet them but i'm gonna adjust to it i'm gonna run the best with it you know look and you you know you're speaking to it now you're 30 you look at looking at where you are today you know having that masters from georgetown you know working at lock seven right now working in real estate being proud of where you come from you know like you know, there's, there's dreams that we all have and, you know, just being grateful for how we adjust it and finding new dreams is all is, is goes beyond what we could even imagine at the end of the day. So it's beautiful that yeah, you're proud of that of now.
1: The, Yeah. I think one of the big takeaways that I, I've um, gotten as I've learned and like failed and succeeded and failed again has been, um, to dare yourself to others. Um, yeah. just because it might work for, one person, it might not work for you. So you, it's in, it's your job to find out what works for you. Um, and that's something I've learned. Um, my brother, I mean, everything he's done has been really great, but the underlying, like, I guess the underlying rule he's held has been discipline and to be disciplined and to try hard and, and you'll be able to reach your goals, whatever they are
0: that. Gabby, I do want to ask, you know, with this journey that you've had since Garfield, IB program, William & Mary, you know, and here you've been all over the place with Miami, New York, and back to DC. I do want to ask, there's more obstacles that are unnecessary, you know, in these, especially in institutions, in schools, in work, and whatnot, you know, can you describe a time in your life that you had to knock down those obstacles within those environments, or you feel like you've been held back from success due to systemic racism and/or being a woman?
1: Um. So after um, William and Mary, I entered pretty much the insurance slash construction industry, and um. The construction industry in itself is very male dominated. And I remember as I was getting like promoted through my job that I held through Miami and New York, um, one of the partners um told me he you had know, like sit down with me and and said, like, you have to work three times harder um than most of us. One, this isn't well, he was like, it's a male dominated, it's a male dominant industry. And one, you're young. Two, you're a woman in this industry. And three, you're Hispanic. So people are not, if you don't speak up at the, at the round table, and if you don't know what you're talking about, you need to know, like, you're going to get overlooked. Um, I remember the specific um, incident that happened. I was leading a project down in Houston after Harvey hit and there's every time we would go on site, they would there would be um, like the lead person and then someone that like works with you. So I I was the lead person at that moment, and else came in onto the site, um, and luckily to my partner who uh, he, he was he was a man, and that at that moment like he didn't have the he didn't know he was helping me. Right. So the guy that entered the site, didn't even look at me. Um, he went directly to the guy that was working with me. Um, who was pretty much, who was like assisting me. Um, so that happened, that didn't happen just once it happened multiple times. Um, so I guess, I mean, this happens like regular not. Right. Re- well, yeah, pretty much regularly. I'm on site all the time and it's rare to see a woman in boots in a hard hat. Um, it's at, it's, it's growing now. It's more, it's becoming more popular now, which is like amazing. Um, it's so like cool to see. I've seen women out there with hammers, like Mm. doing the physical labor. Um, and it's very inspiring. And, um, I don't know. It's just like something that it's I'll just never forget that conversation that I had. It's just basically you're a woman you're Hispanic and you're, you're young, you're younger than the majority of us, you need to put more effort in what you think you you should. Um, so that's something that it's always been a challenge for me on, on, like at work, but it's been good because I like challenges. Um, I'm always up for them. And so I think that's why I've, I've, uh, feel like I've succeeded in, in my, my, my job.
0: One thing I'm very impressed with what you just said is how you took that in a positive way, right? You kind of, you, you embrace the challenge, you know, you seems like you like the competition, you know, I think there's, you know, you, you know, having your brother and, you know, we, we sports too. And, you know, like growing up in the area that we grew up, like that sort of embrace as to like, take on these challenges. And now that you see that, being a woman, being Hispanic, being in the industry that you're in, you're, there's a there's a starting line, and then this is where you're at, like but like a couple steps behind it, like a lot of steps behind it. And you're like, well, I, let's take it on. I'm gonna take it on right now, and that 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 just shows how much tough skin you have, you know. And I think that's one intangible, you know, that or I guess it's tangible in this case that you know um, we want to demonstrate. You know, this is a tough world. This is not, you know, that we you know there needs to be a lot of uh, systemic reform systemic change you know there needs to be a lot of equity in our institutions yeah. but you taking yourself taking care of yourself as a person to be tough to take on these disadvantages to take, go head on against that just shows how strong of a person you are and i i hope that resonates with a lot of people like you know this is this is a this is a very, you know, this is a cap this country is built on capitalism, right? Most of the world is built on capitalism. Right. You know, it's everyone fend for yourself and you go, you know, you, is whoever has the toughest skin can make it to the end of the day. Yeah, be it there's wealth, you know, gap uh in certain places. But you I, I'm glad that you didn't let these things feel like it needs to put you down, you know, especially in those institutions, like being a disadvantage. I'm glad that you saw it as an opportunity to be better and to, like, you know, go for it, you know, you should really be proud of yourself, pat yourself on the back, you know, because, you know, that, that's something that I think we're going to continue be fighting for for a long time. You know, systemic uh, change and equity is not going to happen overnight. So, you know, it's up to us. Put some tough skin on to put, you know, this armor and go head on and attack. the the bs in these systems so
1: i just i I also want to add that i think part of it is like the up up my upbringing too like my dad um he's always raised me or raised us to be independent um i remember he really wanted me to take this mechanic class offered in at garfield in high school um because he wanted me to know about my car in case it broke down and how to fix it he taught me how to clean and shine the rims of my cars, how to change a tire and do things without i guess do things on my own um in times of trouble. Um so I mean my parents can take a lot of that credit for what I feel has helped me um overcome some of the obstacles that I've had to um face.
0: Beautiful. Amazing. God bless, Mr. and Mrs. Garcia. I hope you both are listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> Gabby, I do want to ask what do you think your physical image brings to you? How does this drive your individual well being?
1: Um, So it's like basically like the model, right? You feel good, you look good, you perform well. Um, and I- I personally think that when I do my best or when I'm able to do my best is when I feel good. And the when I feel good is, um, it comes down to pretty much, you know, my everyday routine, which is like, wake up, I work out, I shower mm-hmm. and I start my day. Um, even when I'm working, even during this like pandemic, um, being quarantined, I've always wanted, I wanted to not mess up my routine. Um, I wanted to get up at the same time. I wanted to work out. I wanted to shower and I wanted to be somewhat presentable because if I don't feel good, if I feel yucky or if I've had like a bad diet, um, I don't really perform well. Um, I try to watch what I eat. Of course, I indulge when I want to indulge um but i do try to be full of what i eat because it does affect my my well like my mind um i've in my previous job i had to travel so much like i was living out of hotel rooms um working like 10 hours a day but i made sure that i could get at least 30 to 40 minutes of time in the gym or a run outside because that's literally what made me um Keep going. Um, it's not so much about vanity. Like it's not, it's not so much vain that i like, I want to have a six pack or you know, like be, it's not it's not so much about how I look, but it's just how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why like running is a de-stressor for me. Um, eating healthy is something I work towards too during the week. Maybe not so much on the weekends, like I enjoy myself if I want that ice cream, but um. I think there's l- little things like that that make my day, um, and my engine keep going.
0: That's amazing. I mean, honestly, it, it it's not a about appearance these days. I mean, especially when being in the COVID situation this year, there's other things like cardio, your heart, your lungs, your you know the, the the heart is actually the most important thing. Like it's we see what heart disease does in this in this um. this country in this world my my grandfather you know you know you know him. yeah be tatai you know he 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 had a heart Mm -hmm. attack so you know taking care of you know our our well-being our organs internally is is probably the most important thing we can do in our lives you know and i i it's amazing that you 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 see through the vanity you see through the appearance. It doesn't mean we got to look some sort of, you know, modelish way. It's just making sure you feel good, you feel you can breathe, you can, you know, you when you work out, when you go go on a 2 mile run, you know, and you're like not breathing so hard at the end, you know. It does, you're like, wow, I'm in shape. And then you go about in your your daily activities like, wow, I am attentive right now because I worked out earlier in the day, you know. It definitely makes a big difference hey. on on yeah. feeling, you know um in regards to just feeling good in terms of you know appearance too you did touch on you know hey you know there's a lot we're in a work from home situation yeah. you're getting dressed up you definitely there's a power in feeling like you're you know in this interview right now i'm dressed up because you know we're you can talk better you can communicate better you present right. yourself better you know yeah. so there there is a power into making sure like your appearance in terms of you know your your clothing or you know just getting clean you know after you know a long night and a long morning it, it's important so glad that you have that recognition about you know all of that in terms of appearance but if you touch on feeling and if you feel good you're going to project yourself well
1: yeah it's definitely something that's part of my everyday and like shout out to shalou to Salu. um I do- you know, morning workouts with him. And those are my favorite days. Like, yeah, sometimes it's a struggle to get out of bed at five 6 30, but, um, it really sets up my day and sets up my week. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's a good feeling. Be sore, feel like you're alive.
0: Gabby, what was the toughest time in your entire, entire life? You have a long journey. You know we already talked about Florida, New York, and then back to d c What was the toughest time in your life, and how did you bounce back from it
1: so in in my life, what i've um i guess been to, i I'm grateful to have had um, amazing parents an amazing support system um, with friends and family um, but i guess i well i've had three uh, very important people that have passed away um while I've been in Miami in New York. Um my uncle he passed away pretty much two days after I graduated from college. Um so while I was like getting my diploma it didn't almost feel right because I knew he was like um it was he was about to pass. Um, And then, I was in New York. I was I lived I was living in New York when both of my grandparents passed away, and that was really hard because, again, as you know, I'm very close with my family. Um, my whole my memories of my childhood is revolved around family events. Um, how my aunts take care of me. Um, my cousins have always looked after me. Obviously, my parents, my brother. But my grandparents were another set of, um, they, they watched over my brother and I. And, um, my grandma was basically, um, like my, my best friend. And so when, when she got sick, I am very grateful that I was there for a week, the week that she was, um, pretty much drugged up in the hospital and we were just like waiting. so I was grateful for my job to allow me to be there. Um, but it was hard to leave my mom in pretty much sadness all after you had passed. I wish I could have it it was one of those things like, What am I doing in New York? Like, why am I not at home with my with my parents? Um, why am I not there for my mom? Like we could be watching a movie together, like just something right um the second time my grandpa two years after he passed away when i was home for the weekend and i left sunday night and tuesday he had passed away if i would have known i would have stayed um so that was pretty much the last straw for me it was okay i i have no i have nothing there's there's nothing for me to do in new york Um, so throughout those years and all those things that I've missed, whether there were like family events, um, the passing of three very important people in my life, um, the passing of my grandpa was pretty much the last straw that said, okay, you need to make a decision. Um, because at work I'm replaceable in family, I am irreplaceable. So I'm, yeah, New York and Miami were amazing experiences and I enjoyed them. some of the best times of my life but some of the worst because Miami I was living by myself like you know on your off weekends when there's nothing to do I was in I was in my apartment by myself Mm -hmm. um New York was amazing too and I was so close but not close enough to catch a random dinner with my parents um I mean, I want to know all about my, my mom's kindergarten stories, but she comes back from work. She works in kindergarten and it's, they're always like so fun to hear about these like small children and her, like, like just funny stories that I wasn't able to really, even though I called her and my parents twice a day, it's not the same. Right. Um. So I, I think at that point I was like, by the end of 2019, I was like, I need to, I know I want to go to grad school and I'm not going to go across the country because I, I have not like, I'm, I'm single, like there's nothing holding me back. So I'm like the only, the only real driver for me to be anywhere is to be in DC close to my parents. And so I applied to Georgetown and I got in and I think, so to answer your question, it, it really wasn't just one moment. It was like my, my span of my twenties, being away from family and not being able to support um, my mom, when she needed it the most, mm-hmm. um, I did what I could from afar, and I try to would come home on my weekends for big events like Mother's Day, and her birthday, and my dad's birthday and Father's Day. But um, I am, I don't think I am like so grateful how things line up mm-hmm. because I'm here. I was here for the birth of my niece. I'm here. I watch her every day. Like mm-hmm. I'm watching her grow. I'm like Love. very grateful for these things. Um, and, and I don't regret any, anything that like, I don't regret living in Miami. I don't regret being in New York. I, I think I had fun and I think my plan was to always do the loop and come back and settle in DC or settle wherever my family is. My family wants to retire in Miami. I'm going Miami, um, <laughs> but, but, but yeah, I think that was, I think those were like three, very impactful times in my life that made me, um, ground. Um, it was very grounding. Um, and it just made me think again, like I'm replaceable at work. Um, New York will always be there. I will always go there. It's my favorite city of all time. Um, but I'm not replaceable
0: at home. Um, so yeah, I mean,
1: it was, after my grandma passing it was a very um it was like a, it was a um i felt very selfish um being so far away from my family and obviously very grateful that they were able to um support me so so far away i mean they would come my dad would come up for a day to install my ac um hmm. so yeah it's like just like you know one of those things that it's one of those times in life where you're like, wow, like I really have people behind me.
0: I that was very touching. You can see, you know, I don't know if the audience can see this, but I was crying. while You were discussing that. We're very big family people. You can tell.
1: I know. And I know you you are too. And I know it's like, has not been, you know, easy being so Mm -hmm. far away. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Because yeah, you can catch up on FaceTime. Like, Mm -hmm. But you know, it's those little incidents that you like would like to be at.
0: Yeah. You know, I wanna I wanna touch on this a little bit further. Um, first of all, God bless your grandma and grandpa. I know at the end of the day, they never thought what you did was selfish. You know, being grandma and grandpa from immigrant families, you know, they they come here. They send your mom, and dad. They send kid their kids now to the United States. They come here, right? and then you want your chance to go discover yourself, visit different cities, they were more proud of you rather than they thought of you being selfish. They were so proud of you, you know, throughout this journey of you doing what you wanted to do, living your dream, meeting new people, finding new experiences. That's part of life, you know? That's how they, they understand that, you know? And they they love you, you know, at the end of the day, you come home, you know, and be it that you felt like you weren't, there enough times in your twenties to feel like it was, you know, deserving. That's your mind telling you that. But that's not what your grandma and grandma think. You know, they definitely are proud of you. They they love you. They your mom and dad loves you. That's, you know, they no matter where you go, they'll always support anything you do. The second thing I want to touch on is how you moving to those cities, you know, you feel like I'm glad you did say there was no regret there you know there obviously there's experiences meeting those different people getting those work experiences but being a family person you felt like wow I've been so close with family all throughout elementary school middle school high school college I guess you know because William Mary wasn't that far West Virginia wasn't that far from home you know but like you know being away from that you were so anxious after college to move to Miami I'm so anxious to move to LA what is wrong with us you know like why did we why are we so anxious to leave right and that's human nature that's human nature for all of us like you you get too used to one thing, you wanna try something new. That's everyone's gonna go through that, right? Your our parents would have gone through that. Otherwise we would not be living here in the United States right now. We wouldn't even be born in the United States, you know. Who knows? Right?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I agree.
0: Yep. Yeah. So, you know, they you know, they I'm glad that you, you know, felt that these experiences really shaped you to where you stayed. they your maturity your recognition for all of this is a thing that not many other people can say they did you know and that people you know like I I was you know working in D.C. for a while and hearing people say oh they live in all these cities and you were living in Miami I'm like oh damn I need to go move too you know I need to go you know experience something new and find myself right you know I wasn't with Rosemary yet so I had to go find myself you were already doing that right. You know, yeah. so you know it's full circle. You're back home now. Your Wood family seeing yeah. the birth of your niece is seriously one of the most God-blessed, most amazing things that you could ever experience. I'm really happy that you have your niece with you. It, like this has been a tough year, but that is the the light of what you have seen this year is having the birth of your niece.
1: Yeah, um, I I I always um yeah definitely no regrets um because <laughs> the things that I went through through Miami, the things I went through New York, job wise, fun rise, um, have put me in the situation that I'm in now. And I think I'm, I think I'm doing well. Um, mm-hmm. but also, um, it was always a struggle to even between friends. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I would see all of you guys in DC. I was the only one in Miami. I was literally, I knew one guy from college and he, you know, introduced me to My group of friends down in Miami, but I didn't really have. I I, like Charles and Ahad. You, you all were here in D.C., and I was like, felt like I was missing out too. So Mm -hmm. I was always, um, I was always doing like I always felt like I needed, not felt like I needed to, but I wanted to nurture our friendships through however I could. I couldn't obviously come up every weekend, but in you know like through text messages, catching up. I felt like I did that for a long time because I wanted to, like, I wanted to nurture even from afar, my relationship with my parents, you guys. Um, So it was like, it it was a juggle. Um, It was definitely good because I felt like my relationships with my friends and my family have gotten stronger Um, because, you know, distance helps sometimes. And, you know, I'm, I mean, I was had dinner with charles um the other day in his patio down here in Woodbridge, it was like me, him, Garrett, and um uh Stefan, who else quasi, and we're all just talking about how long we've known each other and how like much we've all been through, and good and bad we're all like it's so it's like such a blessing to have to mm-hmm. know each other for so long
0: and that's the strongest part of human connection right you know it's longevity with these friends with our relationships even if it's you know a friend for a short time all these people we've connected deeply and touched in our hearts it helped shape who we are today so when you feel like oh i feel like i've gotten you know a- enough of this and you know you go somewhere else and you don't meet you know we we will never find the same kind friend. i'm going to la you know and like you know, I'm sticking with Rosemary's friends because like, I can't really make enough new friends because they're not the same as from back at home because we connected with them so deeply through our lives. They helped shape us. They saw, they saw us in our weak points. They they saw us when we were, you know, down and, you know, or they saw us when we were most vulnerable and they saw us in our high times too, in our peak, you know, so that's what's most important. But not once do we ever think that you no know, You know, we, Gabby is left us, Gabby as, you know, like Gabby, you were making us proud. Everyone from your family, your friends, your grandparents, everybody, your niece wasn't even born yet. She was probably proud of you too. You know, like we were so proud of how you were going about this journey, brave to do that so early after college, going to Miami, brave to go to big city like New York, you know you your journey is beautiful and we're proud of you so you don't ever think your journey was a way of missing out from the times with us it was only making you better and we were with you the whole time always know that
1: yeah i mean and that's like pretty much like true friendship right like i don't need to talk to you every day and know what you had for lunch to know that we have a special um a special bond um to know that if i called you if i call you for a big event or when i'm for something major that's happened in my life um, that you'll always be there. Um, and that mm-hmm. goes for all close friends and family. Like you don't need to talk every day, but yeah. you know that there's love there. So.
0: Amen to that. Gabby, there's one more question I want to ask you in these series of deep questions that we've been getting into, but I want to ask if there's one big piece of advice you could tell the audience, what will it be?
1: I think, through the things I've experienced um and what I've learned is that some things in life um may not go as planned um there are definitely curveballs that are thrown at you constantly um are relationships that um and friendships that might not last as much as you want them to last um but Throughout all of that, we must learn how to adapt, how to be flexible, and how to see the sunlight even after the rain, to see the purpose after a rainy day, um, to know that there's a brighter day after a storm um, and I think it's important to realize too that i've and i've learned this too, like we just talked about you meet people and even though those people might have a short time in your life, um, they still shape a part of your, um, a a part of that chapter in your life that, um, brings meaning to, to your future. Um, and that everything has a purpose and you might not be able to find it, but at that moment, but I think it's, You'll see it in in the future, um, in your future, um, and I think that's that's always important to note because it's easy to have a low day and think, "Darn! Like this is like this is it. This is the end. And I screwed it up, or something's not going my way. It's it's done. It's a wrap." But it's not. Um, it's definitely not. There are, and I, I kind of like I like hate and love this saying: um, "Everything happens for a reason." is like so cliche and everyone always says it to you when you don't want to hear it, but, but it does, everything does. And, and you just got to kind of like roll with the punches. There's a Rocky Balboa quote and it's not really about how hard you get hit. It's about how you get up after you get hit. Um, and it's, it's, it's a mind thing. And if your mind's taken a lot for the day, then I think you need to take a step back, reset and go at it the next day. Um, so I think that's really important. And I mean, it, I mean, it's so easy to go on Instagram and see these like perfect lives of these perfect people, but it's not. And I think that's something everyone should keep in mind. Um, so, yeah, and I think you know, love the people you love, um, welcome what welcomes you, accept what's meant for you and and be happy um, and if you can give to others, give to others. I mean, uh, this pandemic has really been eye opening i mean it's not it's not it, it, this pandemic has grounded me, it's to the point where I've had such a fast paced life it's like. What's the next thing? Like I would fill my calendar up with like what what am I gonna do next? This pandemic has really slowed me down and has grounded me to really realize what matters. I don't need a lot of stuff. I need family, I need friends, I need relationships. And I think that's something that we should all um, we may take for granted when life is happening super fast. Um and yeah, I, I mean. There's so many learning and touching points that we all go through in life. But, I mean, it's
0: just back. Gabby, I just want to ask one more question before we sign off. When you become owner of the Washington football team, what would you change their name to?
1: Ooh, that's a good one. Because throughout the whole name change, I was like – I don't know. I couldn't think of one that was like really good. And I was like like it's just Washington football team. Um but if I would become owner um I would just change it to the football team. I mean, we're it Yeah, I can't I can't there's there's not really I can't think of a name that I don't know. It's just like Maybe we'd have to do a whole rebrand, like new colors, new everything. Um, Because the colors remaining the same, I still mess up, and I still say their previous name. I'm just going to keep it the football team. (laughs) T-H-E.
0: Gabby, amazing. Happy birthday. Thank you for coming on to the show. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. You had many milestones this year, but we know next year – will bring even greater blessings for you and even into the next decade. Tell mom, dad, Mario, Teresa, your niece, Melissa, we said hello, keep up the good vibes as always and enjoy your birthday weekend.
1: Thank you so much for having me and for allowing me to tell snippets of my life.
0: Tune in next week for another episode featuring our wildest and funniest friend, Kelvin Kalu Lewis. He will also be celebrating his 30th birthday So we have an exciting episode coming for you. As always, thank you for tuning in. Keep the grind going at work and at home. Stay positive, stay happy, and reach out to any of us if you just want to chat or just have a voice helping you in a time of need. Let's keep up the good vibes. Be safe. She's Gabby. I'm James. See you all next week.
1: Sensitive a to touch, but I'm still unfitted In all black, but you can see me
0: Playing the course ain't that easy Out of this world, but I can't find my star Where are you?
1: I need you Keeping me close with your heart Feels so far, where is it? I need you